What up, what up? This your boy G. Once again with Cut Different Episode. We're going to talk about handshakes today. But a shout out to Haz, RIP, Nathaniel Darby. One more time, you will be truly missed, brother. <clears throat> so today's episode, I'll start off by saying when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish, childish ways. And today I have with me Eric the Man 57. Mr. Eric is what I call him. How you doing today, mister? I'm doing well, my brother. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good, man. Blessed, black, and highly favored. Well, you're definitely black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that Beijing black. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the handshakes, the art of the handshake, what it means to shake a man's hand. We're going to talk about the word of a man. What you got on this subject today, brother? Well, first I'm going to read a poem by uh, Suzette Prime. Mm-hmm. It says, I hardly recognize this modern world for it's changed so much in my lifetime. I grew up in a much different place where people interacted face-to-face, not through QC emojis used in cyberspace, to express emotions on the Internet on sites such as Skype, Facebook, and Twitter having never met each other in person, nor do they expect to ever expect that they will ever for the meaning of a friend has changed to a numbers game and how many likes you can collect over other people competing with you on the cloud. Meanwhile, the tactile feel of a hearty handshake has all but gone the way of the dinosaurs nowadays. That's dope. That's dope. Who you say that's by again? That's by Suzette Prime. That's nice. That's nice. That says a lot about where we're at right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. And I and I said the art of the handshake by mistake. But the meaning of a handshake, the right. meaning of a man's word, how it's diminished. Right. You know? Right. And, and again, this poem speaks a lot to that about, you know, everything is on, on the Internet. Everything is online. You know, everybody has these friends that they so-called call friends. Mm-hmm. You know, but a, a, a true friend is somebody that I, I believe is somebody who can disagree with you and you still be friends. Right. A true friend is somebody who's going to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not, and you still be friends. Now, the, the art of the handshake or the meaning of a handshake back in my day is something that you, you looked into a man's eyes and you shook his hand firmly. My father used to always say, don't shake hands like a girl, At shake all. hands like a man. And people respect you more when you have a firm handshake. Yeah. Again, back in the day, a handshake, ma- handshake meant that a deal was solid. Contract. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's not like that anymore. No. Because people can shake your hand, look in your eye, and still lie to you. Right. Look at the times we are now. Yeah. You know, um, I still respect the handshake, but I respect the man who gives me the handshake. Yeah. For me, um, I think I was talking about it earlier with you. I think when we discussed the show, I was saying that, uh, sorry, this mask is just irritating. So uh, <laughs> when I was in the streets, you know what I mean? That's that's the impression I got, you know, from the handshake. And, um, and not that I was some, you know, I wasn't no goon. I wasn't no big dope boy nothing like that but 
you know, I was out there just like everybody else was. And just, just in the neighborhood, a man's word was everything. Right. His reputation behind his name, his family name. Right. You know, you're not going to put no shame on my family name. If you go and say something to somebody that you're going to do something, that's what you got to do. You got to carry that out. Right. And uh, when I came away from that and I got into the church, I got into the working working force, and, and I was having these experiences with men that I would think that if a criminal can value the handshake and his word, that it's simple. It's seamless. Well, you would think so. For Yeah, right. for somebody that got deacon or reverend behind his name or a guy that's a supervisor at work or your co-workers. Right, right. You know, in the working force, to to have that mean something to them, and it didn't. Right. And I was shocked. I was, like, shocked so much that I wanted to go back out. <laughs> like, I, I just, I couldn't believe that, you know, even as a Christian now, I have a hard time dealing with some guys. Right. Because I, I, with, with my experiences with them, none of them, I can't find one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had that issue as well. You know, when I um, first gave my life to Christ, there was a lot of uh, things that I had to do. One was drugs. But I don't say that. I gave my life to Christ to get off drugs. I got off drugs, and then I gave my life to Christ. Now, as a Christian, Christian I'm a little different. Uh, sorry about that. As a Christian, I'm a little different um, because I, like you, I thought when you said Christian, yeah, you know, people were supposed, to, especially in the church, you know, people were supposed to respect each other, not judge each other. Well, I found that the opposite. You had more judgment in the church um, than you did out in the street. Mm-hmm. You know, when you out in the street, you know what's going, well, you know what's real and what's not real. You know what I mean? But when you go to church or you go to a job and you know, you have, like you said, these people who have these titles, they're just titles. You know, you're not, you, the title does not make the person. No. You know, I want, um, Oprah once asked someone, who are you? And the person rattled off a whole bunch of titles. I got a PhD in this. I'm a writer. I'm a songwriter. I'm a singer. I'm a rapper. I'm a now. But the question was, who are you? Right. Not what are you? And people have a, had a hard time with just expressing who they are. You know me when I when you ask if you ask me who I am I'm a father I'm a husband I'm a writer I'm a cook you know I am those who I am is a good person who I am is a person who respects others who I am is a person who's not gonna take no jump I don't want to curse on you oh, you, <laughs> you know um, that's who I am yeah. you know. The other the other titles that I give myself are just titles. That's all they are. You know? I remember that movie. Um, the end of the movie to me was the most profound part of the movie. Uh, it was called "Not Easily Broken." Okay, yeah, Chestnut. Yeah. And when he was talking um, at the end of the movie, he was talking about all the labels on him, right? And how that didn't define him. What he was to himself and all to God and to his family right. was who he was. You know what I mean? The, the, his character, right? You know what I mean? Right. That's that's who you are. Your titles are just <laughs> titles. <laughs> yeah. You know how you how you can understand who you are is by looking in the mirror. And when you look in the mirror and you don't like the person you see, mm-hmm. that's who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you have to we have to um, define ourselves and not let others define us. You know, which goes back to the handshake too. Is that 
when a person shakes your hand and he looks you in the eye, you can tell what a person, how a person is by the look in their eye. You know, you got con artists all day. You got preachers. You got deacons. They can look you in the eye, smile, and their eyes crooked. You know what I mean? And not just in Christians. You got that with, and not only was I shot with Christians, and you know how we all deem the Islam, Uh like them brothers straight. Yeah. Like you ain't going to have no problem with no no Islam, dude. And then I found that with them, too, and I'm like. Well, you know what? What we have to do is. Um, not look at so much religion, but in spirituality. You know what I mean? Religion is just a vehicle. Right. Yeah. Religion is something somebody makes up and or someone they follow and they live by these certain rules. It's a system. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you, we can live by rules because we need them. But when it comes to re- religion or spirituality, which one are you? I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. Again, my thing is to respect others, give uh, get respect, all of those things, and treat people right. When it's the end of times, I, we don't know where we're going. Our spirit is going. You know, we can pray all day and hope that, you know, we, we're going to go to heaven or we're going to go to hell. We don't know. We, but what we do is we practice something now that hopefully what we've done in our lives um, will reflect something later on. We didn't know what we were going to be when we were born. You know what I mean? Um uh, another thing about religious people, they said um, a day above ground is a good day. But when you die, when it, when a person dies, they say, well, he's in a better place. Well, are you going to do you rather be a day above ground or would you rather be in a good place, a better place? So those are the things that, that always confuse me. And I, not so much confuse me, but I always challenged. Yeah, well, you know, religious. I do consider myself a religious person because of the analogy I was using earlier. And, um, you know, that's the, that's the vehicle. That's the car you chose to get you where you're going. True. But the most important uh, part of it is not the car you drove there. It's that where you're going. Right. You know? Right. You know, there is what matters the most. And with spirituality, that's, that's the destination. Your relationship with, with your deity. You know what I mean? Right. right. With, with, for myself, is God, Jehovah. Um, I do believe that a foundation of spirituality is so important to the fibers of a man. I started reading a book today, and I was just doing it because I was like, I want to have something to talk. You know, I'm, I might be a little rested. I've been off for two weeks. <laughs> and it's called the Black, man, the Black Male Handbook by Kevin Powell. And, they, and, and in the first chapter, I haven't gotten too far in it, into it, but I love it already. I love it already because... It started with spiritual. And the first thing that that glared to me in the first paragraph was uh, he talked about, you know, how the first thing that happens when, when rappers or, or any artist comes out is they thank God. And then you listen to their music, they're, they're, uh, they're hyping up sex, violence, drugs. Right. Drug sales and drug use. Mostly these days, they junkies. Right. So a lot of them are doing that. And he's like, well, it's not matching up. Right. And we've we've kind of excused it. True. And then the same thing when you think about gospel music, like saying that the gospel music, because music is a part of you. Right. If you listen to music, if you, if, especially if you're black, 
music is a part of your life. Sure. So with gospel music, you know that's that's for those uh, that follow God and follow Christ, and they wanna they wanna keep that in their spirit all day. Right. You listen to that, and then you look at some of those artists. You know, Kirk Franklin's addiction to porn, and 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 Juanita Bynum's issues with her husband, and a lot of a lot of Christian folks that have just, as, just the same amount of problems that they that the the secular the worldly folks have. And and with that, he was discussing in the book that uh, I want to remember all of it because it made me so excited when I was reading it. <laughs> but he was discussing in that in the, in that that paragraph that it's not about what you portray externally. True. It's about what your true character is exhibiting at all times. Well, again, that's looking in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. That's looking One in the mirror. One of the hardest things for somebody to do. Right. It's to look in the mirror and yeah. see, you know, when you look in the mirror, are you looking at the rapper? Are you looking at the athlete? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at the politician? Or are you looking at the person, the man? You know, um, I like that. The, the thing about uh, religious people or, you know, what, what they have to realize is you're still human with faults and Absolutely. flaws. Which is why I consider myself more spiritual because I still have flaws. You know, I've learned to to change some of them, moderate some of them, but I still have flaws. I still get angry. I don't trust perfect people. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't trust a person who portrays themselves to be that way. I have uh, a relative (laughs) I won't name, but who's that way? Mm -hmm. He posts scriptures every day. He posts scriptures every day, but he lives a different life. You know, when he gets around people, he can quote scriptures and he can thank God for all the things that he has and all the things. But he forgot where he came from. You know, you can't forget where you came from just because now that you're a Christian. You know, what makes you a better Christian is remembering where you came from and telling that story to others so they can see the the new light in you. But if you're just quoting them and you just, you know, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. God is good. God is good. God is good. Well, God is good. But. Are you? That's that's all the Bible, and that's true. That's all the Bible is is telling their accounts, right? <laughs> you know their experiences right. with God and with life, and how they applied, right? You know their their walk with God, their walk with Christ. They that's how they that's what the Bible is, and I think a lot of times as as Christians, not only Christians but Buddhists, uh, people that practice Buddhism, Islam, and and, and Yoruba, all of them put. The, the the text and 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 the gatherings above the relationship right. that you're supposed to have with your God. Right. And if you have a relationship with God throughout all of them, the similarity with all of them is how you treat other people. Exactly. That's your investment. Exactly. If you want to go to the, if you want to have a good time in the hereafter, if you believe in the hereafter, it's how you treat me. Right. Right. You know. Your word can't be spit. The way you you act, your, your your kindness. If you're unkind, that's 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 dirt on you. Right. That's dirt on your name. Right. And and people people don't uh, anymore. Like you you said earlier about um, your word is is to carry on your name, your family name, and the respect that you give them. People don't have that anymore. Right. People people don't have that thing about my family name, and you know I gotta I gotta live this right because. You know, my grandparents and my grandpa- great-grandparents did this, and there was a, um, 
some pride. Pride, right. Pride and yeah. who you are yeah. and how your family comes along and what you teach your children yeah. and, and the future. So when, you know, where we are now as a society, I tell you what, at my age of 64, and I got friends who say I'm still young, <laughs> and then I got people who say I'm old. Well, you think about it in the context of the world. True. Like, you know, that's not old at all. No. Well, my father died at 57. It wasn't until I got to 57 I realized how young he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, again, the, the thing about this, this past year is the wildest I've seen in my lifetime. In my lifetime, yeah. I've seen swine flu, Vietnam War, civil rights, civil. I've seen all of that. But this past year was a conglomerate of all of those things. All it took one year for all of those things to come to come about. You know, like racial and racial injustice. That that was so prevalent. I mean, it, it was always going on before, but now with the use of modern technology, you see it every day now. Yeah. You get to see it before it was a newsreel, you know. Before Rumor. you had to wait till six yeah. o'clock yeah. to see something like that, you know. If uh, they showed it, right, right, yeah. and they showed only what they want, and they still do that today. They show you what they what you want. Yeah. The the pandemic, this was worldwide. This was this was the the biggest thing which had a whole world so scared, you know, that they closed down the world yeah. because they didn't know what else to do with this pandemic. What? Well, I got theories on that as well. Plan, plandemic. <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. I like that. Plandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then politics. Now, politics has always been corrupt. Politicians has always been corrupt. That, that, that's the nature of the job. Yeah. But for it to be seen the way it was seen this year, it's never, it's never been seen before. Now, you're still going to have people that's going to take sides. And I don't care what your political views are. But I don't have any. Do, doing the right thing has nothing to do with politics. It yeah. never has. Yeah. You know, doing the right thing and, and politicians make these speeches and all of these great things, you know, to say, well, I, if I become president or if I become governor, if I become senator, I'm going to do and I'm going to do and I'm going to do. Well, all of that is like a commercial, you know, but buy this car because it's going to look, mm. make you look good and it's going to run great and all this kind of stuff. That's a politician. Vote for me, and I, I'm going to do this. Well, the one thing, if you understand politics, these men or these women or these people in those positions can only do what corporate America tells them to do because they're the sponsors for them. That's what I, that's, that's what I get on a lot of people about. I don't, because I'm not as passionate about that kind of stuff, and, and I look at that just like I look at reality TV. You know, what you consume is what you'll consider. Yeah, that's a good one. You know too. what I mean? Yeah. So in 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 buying into that, you have to think about how much of that has benefited you. Right. And 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 just like a lot of religious practices, it always has you focus focusing on on just you. Right. You know, and, and it's not it's not the word that's doing that. It's not God that's doing that. A lot of practices have people just solely focus on themselves. Right. And if you're not adding to the world, like our ancestors used to, right. you know, that was the main thing. What you leave behind is more valuable than your car, your house, 
what I instilled. Because in you can me. lose those things. Yes. You can lose those things. Yes. The and even if I leave you my car, you might sell it or, you, you know what I mean, you might wreck that thing the day after I die. You know? So I want to leave you some, with something more substantial. An impression. You know what I mean? Yes. An impression. And and we don't look to do that. And I know that the absence of fathers in homes is a lot, but I don't think that's just solely on men. I don't, I don't like to use that as an excuse because that's always been. Yeah. That's always been. Yeah. So do we do we say... Oh, the reason why he's like this is because he didn't have a father in the home. Well, there's there's other men in his life that that impresses him, you know. So, See, young black men need to have a father in their home. They do. Even women, young women, need to have a father in their home. <laughs> Even the mama need to have. A, she need a father. In <laughs> she need daddy to be home. But too. I, I don't want people to use that as an excuse for no, who you are, yeah. because you got a lot of people that grew up without a father that are successful. You know, you got a lot of people that grew out, grew up in, in a divorced home that are successful or um, have values and morals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they were taught a, a, a certain thing by certain people, whether it was the mother. You know, and a lot of men are being raised by their mothers. And I would say in my time, it was better than it is now because and I know I'm going to piss some women off. You can't teach a uh, young boy to be a man at all you can give him values you can give him rules you can give him all of those things but you can't teach him to be a man you know and again what we have in in the younger society what i see is they call themselves men because of chronology because of the number how many years they have they call themselves men is because they can father children don't make you a man because you can so, so you can because uh, you can create a child yeah you know, that's that's a biological thing. What makes you a man is that you take care of that child. What make even if you're not with the mother or anything, do do you provide for this young man the values that that needs to be instilled in him? You know what I'm saying? You know, that's an excuse that uh, Tyrese recently made about his divorce. Is that because he didn't have a father? Well, that's an excuse. Yeah. You know, if you didn't have a father and you hated that. Why would you become that too? You know what I mean? If 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 the the man in your life or the lack of a man in your life should make you want to say, I'm not going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not gonna be like that. So Yeah. I heard I heard something recently. Somebody tried to like make it simple, being a man. You not being a man until you found something you're willing to die for, and something you you you're willing to live for. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. like that. Right, you you'll die for your family, your loved ones, and you're also at the same time you want to elevate yourself right. to fullness for your family, for your loved ones. And a lot of times we have people that only think about money. And, uh, and material things because they haven't found that yet. And a lot of times that's because they, they didn't they didn't get it. I don't think it's just on the absence of the father, but it's also on the presence of the mother. What kind of mother are you? True. You know what I mean? And if you're it's a single you. mother, if you're a single mother and the father's not in that, that son's life, do you teach him 
not to be like his father was. Now, I'm not saying knock the father down, knock the brothers down or anything, but do you teach him not to be like this, not to be an absent father in, in his children's life? Do you teach him to understand that although this may be bad, what you want to strive to is to do better than that person? And again, not knocking the, the man, but strive to be better than that man. So when Tyree says the reason why it was a Tyree, he said, yeah. when the reason why you get into divorce is because you didn't have a father, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a straight up liar yeah. because you should have said, I don't ever want to be like that because you knew what, what you were lacking yeah. by not having a father in your life. As a so, something year old man, it's on you. What right. Your choices are. Right. So what your father did again, if you didn't like that, why would you become that? And we are creatures of those things. We are creatures of either what we were taught or what we were not taught. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you say the reason why I'm getting a divorce is because <laughs> yeah. you're a liar. Yeah. The reason why you're getting a divorce is because you just like that man yeah. that, that left you. Or worse. Right. Or, or worse. Because here we go with the handshake and look in the eye. You made a promise and a vow to say I'm going to stick with this no matter what. And all marriages go through that. All relationships go with that. You know, it's what defines you as a man is when you're able to deal with the adversity and come through it. Now, it's hard for some people. It is. especially It's hard for, for men, especially black men, too, because we have this image that we look at. We look at the Michael Jordans and LeBrons and, you know, Obama, and we think that's the way it's supposed to be. I got a, I got a friend who says, oh, oh, well. Who says the Huxtable family was the perfect image of a black family? Well, somebody wrote that damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, they were acting. Yes. You know, because it's not realistic. At you all. know what I'm saying? Because Dr. Huxtable, who was the epitome of the greatest black father, is where now? Well, I got a lot of things to say about that. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we base so much on what we see. On, on television or on our phones or we're prisoners of modern technology. Now, modern technology needed to happen because it's, it's evolution. You know, it's, that's how the things are now. We're prisoners. I'm a prisoner of it, too. I keep my, my phone. I got my iPad, iWatch. I got all of those stuff. But I know how to turn all that stuff off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And still pick up a book. You know, I know how to turn all that stuff down off and still write my thoughts, you know, People, people are doing it on their phones, but I old school. I still write them on in a book. It's something about that paper, man. <laughs> it's something about that paper. I can never read a book on Kindle. Me, I, I, I can't do it. I, I, I got to have a physical copy of that book. Yeah, so I can feel it. So I can, I can consume more of it if right. it's in a book. And and again, you know that that depends on the person and how they choose yeah. to um, decipher information or get information. But like you, I got to have a book. I mean, I got a basement full of books, and my kids always ask me, why you got all these books? You can Google it. And I looked at them like they were crazy, because when I was growing up, we didn't have Google. Well, you also know that, you know, you know what you read when you were a kid and when you were a younger man, and then you Google it, the story seems a little skewed. Right. Like, that's not what was in the actual book. Right. So they don't, they don't re-release the book, and they change some of it on, on your search. So now... You got to believe this new, new way of reasoning that they want to have that somebody else put out too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you know, you know, I, I use Google to to reference certain things. Excuse me, uh, like a book that I have or a book that I read, um, and I meant to bring this book too. Um, it's called Black Men 
dangerous and obsolete by hmm. Hakeem Mabutu. I think I'm pronouncing it right. That book is brown because I've had it so long. And I've got so many pages turned, so many uh, bookmarks in it and uh, corners turned to, so I can back, go back and reflect on some of the things that I've read. I really wish I brought that book because there's a lot of points in there, especially that we're talking about now with black men, handshake, stress, depression, all of those things. And this book was in 1980 when this book was written. You know, and, and the things that was written back then still apply today. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of that stuff even is more prevalent now than it was before because, you know, at least back when a lot of great books were written, we still had a sense of community. Right. You know what I mean? And right. now it's like, I can't tell you the last time I rode through a black neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's something else going on with that neighborhood now. Yeah. And, and not saying that, you know, the, the integration of a neighborhood is a bad thing, but our sense of self right. is lost in that. Right. I mean, I'm, you, from, I'm from New York, and Harlem is white now. Yeah. Harlem is white. I bet you it was a brother that walked through there that hadn't been home in years and noticed all the changes, and he probably was, he left in tears. That was me 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, you must have saw me 11 years ago. Because when I went through Harlem... All the vendors were gone. You had white people walking, puppies. And, I, you know, I don't care where they live, but Harlem was a renaissance. Yeah. Harlem was, was something for black people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know who made it like that? The, the way it is now? Clinton. Yeah. The so-called black president that we had before we had Obama. Wasn't black than me. Yeah, yeah. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Because he could play a saxophone around a bunch of brothers and, and, and people like that. And wasn't good at it. Okay? <laughs> so, again, politics. You know, he t- he took pol- his his political um, influence and turned something that belonged to us and took it away from us. But you know, that's and, but we allowed it though. We allowed it, and, and that's one of my problems with uh, our people is that we allow it. You know, that's always been their angle, though. True. You know what I mean? To replace the black male. Exactly. That was in that book, obsolete and dangerous. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's been going Makes on forever. They they they're always trying to get into the arenas where we thrive and prosper in, and replace it with a white face. And 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 in no way, shape, or form am I saying to any white listeners that 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 I am racist or anything like that. I'm not. What I'm saying is the importance of self to a black man is being lost. Right. You know what I mean? Because. I'm not trying to replace a white face with a black face. If that's your thing, Andy Griffin is still Andy Griffin. <laughs> I don't want to see Denzel play Andy Griffin. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And again, like I said, you know, what, where we had this year, this that past year of Black Lives Matter, um, it was a good thing to to voice your disgust about the way things were, things were going on. Now, you know, they, they call it a movement, and I was listening to somebody this morning on the radio about a movement. Did that movement die now because we had a new president? Does, does black lives not still matter? I think they need to be saying it more because of the president that we got and the vice president. That's those two dangerous souls to me. Very <laughs> Let, dangerous. Let's just see what happens. I, <laughs> I'll reserve my opinions on those, and let's just see what happens. Because if you look at what he's doing, he's appointing a lot of women to his cabinet and his 
Now, again, I don't want women to think that I'm saying that they shouldn't be there or they don't have the qualifications, but he is appointing a lot of women. How many men is he appointing? How many black men is he appointing? How many Indian men is he appointing? How many Asian men is he appointing? Again, he's, he's building a foundation now for the future. Because if you put a lot of women in power, goodness gracious. It's uh, just like the church house. Who are you attracting the most? Women. Who are the majority <laughs> of the voters are women? Especially right. when it comes to black. Oh, most of the, 90% of black women vote. <laughs> yeah. Even the ones that ain't meant for nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> they vote too. They just like yeah. this shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. that, that, again, that's why I mean I don't believe in church. I don't believe in the building of a church. Um, the church I, was never meant for the building. No. I believe like this, what we're having now, this is church. When two or more gather in my name, you know what I mean? We can pray together. You know, we, we can do all of those things that we want to do together. Just like if we went to this building, mm-hmm. except for we ain't passing a plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not passing a plate and we're not making false promises because you have so many different churches and they all read the same Bible, but why are they all saying something different? <laughs> the interpretation of the Bible has always been the problem. It's never been about the Bible. It's the interpretation of it. <laughs> which is the same thing with, with the laws and, and yeah. the Constitution. It's the interpretation of it, which is why um, so many times... What the society has done is they interpret it to their own. See, I remember growing up and they used to say, getting over. We, we want to get over. We want to get over. Or we, we want to uh, beat that law well. Um, white folks aren't getting over. They're using their laws that they made. So we have, we have to learn, what we have to learn to do is study those laws and use them to our advantage. This is where you're at. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. You got to learn the stuff that benefits you. You got to, if, if you are a voter, you got to be with the one that speaks to what you what you care about. And you still got to be careful with that because, again, they have commercials. What they do is I'm going to tell you everything you need to hear so you can vote for me. But you know, And then when you vote for me, I don't, look, Donald Trump did the same thing. You know what happened? He told them all, I'm going to make America great again, and I'm, I'm going to have all these jobs, and I'm going to do all of this, and da 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 He lied to you. They didn't lie. You know what a lot of times <laughs> happens? Maybe you're right. He a lot lie. of times ha- what happens with that is they hear a speech, and they make it mean something else. Well, that's that's the purpose you of a politician. I mean? <laughs> they that's make the purpose it, of a politician. No, the listener. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners. Yeah. Yeah, well. it's like oh, he said all this stuff about minorities, and 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 what he want to improve in those developments and those inner cities. The inner cities ain't black no more. <laughs> he talking about something we cared about thirty years ago. True. For the last ten years, they've been trying to change the inner city from being black to white, and now that they're implementing all these programs. And they speak in the language that you heard from your grandmother sure. 20 years ago, 50 years ago, the stuff that they was fighting for them. Them is what I call a lot of the civil rights movement because a lot of them were opportunists. True. The ones that la- that lived anyway. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. The ones yeah. that lived, those were opportunists. And I call about John Lewis, Jesse Jackson. Don't, you, you didn't know. say nothing about the Honorable John Lewis, did you? I'm sorry. Well, if that offends somebody, I'm sorry. He what he shit. did, what he did back then was great, but what did he do afterwards? What did you he know, do they, back they, then? Rode a coattail <laughs> of the ones that that were actually doing stuff. True. Well, that, that's what Jesse Jackson did. Yeah. What, what does Jesse Jackson do? 
back then. He was a young preacher. Yeah. Who, who he said a couple speeches. Right, right. Got us all moved. Right. And then he went to hell home. But before he got home, he made some babies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and, and th- another thing is we're always looking for new black leaders. Why do we just, why do we have to have a so-called leader that, like back in the day? Back in the day, we had Malcolm X, we had Martin Luther King, we had Marcus Garvey. Yeah, okay, we had those. Those were men. Right. So, mm-hmm. who are you looking for to lead you now? I think. You know, and if you, if you find somebody that you feel is qualified to lead... Are you helping them or are you uh, uh, stabbing them in the back? You know, th- those two that I mentioned wanted to stab everybody else that was coming. They didn't mentor anybody to take their place. They didn't mentor anybody younger. Like Martin Luther King mentored John Lewis. So he can carry on the torch now. What John Lewis did with it afterwards. But did John Lewis, Jesse Jackson, um, um, what's the guy, Young, did they mentor anyone? Andrew Young. Did they mentor anyone to, to to step into their footsteps and carry it on? Or did they live off their celebrity? Off that 50 years ago hype. Yeah. And again, I know people are going to be upset with me because I said that. But one of the things about me is I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> you know, it don't have to be your truth. No. But it's my truth. And if you want to judge me, I've been judged many times before. <laughs> Good, bad, and different. You know, I've been judged by family, friends, police, doctors. You want to judge me? Go ahead. Because at this time in my life, I'm not worried about your judgment. I'm not worried about your judgment. I've lived this life. I, I, I As my boy would say before his untimely death, you talking spicy. <laughs> That's what he would call it. Talking spicy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, if it ain't your flavor, you better go find something out, you know? I mean, that's... <laughs> go that's, original. I, again, with all the things that I've gone through in my lifetime, and I am by no means... Like, I don't have a closet full of skeleton bones. Mm-hmm. I don't. Those skeletons are all walking around the streets, you know, because when I look in the mirror, I see the man. When I look in the mirror... I remember all the, like, there's another thing that I wrote and I read about, about scars. You can see the scar, you can see my scars on the outside, but you don't know the scars from my, on the inside. You know, and the scars on the inside are harder to deal with than the cuts and the bruises that I got on my skin, on my body. Those internal scars live with you forever. Now, these scars do too, but you can look at them and say, damn, I remember when I got that cut. But the scars on the inside, we try to, um, we try to ignore them because we want to. We don't want to deal with that pain, you know. I don't. I don't ignore them. I get mad at them sometimes, but I don't ignore them because that's who made how how I was, how I am today is because of those internal scars. It's because of those things that that I went through in my life, and a lot of them was was self inflicted. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them life happened. You know, I, I, if you remember when we were here uh, last month, and I was talking about walking down that street. Remember walking down that street, and this is what we in our lives. You know, I was walking down the street, and there was a hole in it, and I fell in it. It wasn't my fault, but I got out. Second day, I was walking down that street, and there was the same hole, and I fell in it. It still wasn't my fault. It just took me a longer time to get out of it. Third day, I was walking down that street, and the same hole was there, and I fell in it, and it was my fault. But I still got out of it. It took me a little longer. On the fourth day, I was walking down that street and I walked walked around the hole. On the fifth day, 
I walk down a different street. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know that that's what we do as people is we we know what's there. You know, it takes either falling into that hole and not getting out, or falling into that hole and struggling to get out, mm-hmm. or we take another path. You know, and like I said, with my days of being in dr- on drugs, the only way I could not mess with drugs is not go down that street. You know what I mean? Not going, because I knew I was still vulnerable. You know, if I still went on the same block where everybody was doing drugs and partying and hanging out, there was I couldn't tell you that I'd be able to, to fight that. Yeah, and long. to this day, I won't go down that street. Because I can't tell you, even though I've been clean for 30 years, you know, I can't tell you that I won't fall in that hole. So I avoid that street. And that's what we need to do. We need to start doing is not walking down that same street where that hole is. So, because we know it's there. And we know we're going to fall in it. So one day we like, on the fourth day, we start to walk around the hole. But you walk around the hole and you're still looking down at it. And you still know that it's there. Yeah. You just, you just making sure that you tippy toe around it so you don't fall in it again. Then finally, uh, you get an aha moment. And that aha moment means, man, I'm not even going down that street no more. Hey. Then they've done that. That's good. <laughs> that's a good one. You know what that's I mean? Good and a lot of time as black men, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we do it with drugs. We do it with women. You can have a woman that just dogs you to death and you'll still go back to it. Now, women do that all the time, but men do it too. Oh, yeah. We do it, too. We do it because we like that fleshy thing. You know what I mean? And even though we know it's, it's bad for us or don't serve us any purpose, we just like that, that, that instant pleasure that we get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's like walking down that street with a hole in it. It's just down the street and it's still a hole. You know what I mean? So we do that, too. The, the thing is we don't have enough. And one of the things that I, um, I liked about the last church I attended, that there were a plethora of brothers I've never seen so many brothers like you. Like you said, most churches have a lot of women. Yeah. This church had more brothers than I had ever seen in my life. Brothers, you know, and they came from all walks of life. So I liked that about that church. Um, but then it became church, and I had to walk away. But some of those brothers, I'm still friends with. We just not attending church, or I'm not. You know what I mean? But I can still have a conversation with them because what they know is who I am. You know, they they know who I am. I'm gonna be straight up. And when I when I told a lot of them about me being on drugs, they they thought I was lying, or asked me why would you tell people that? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I tell people that? Because it might be a brother out there who's struggling, and said, "Well, damn, he beat it, and he still talks about it." And I and I tell them that same story. That's that's a lot of times, you know. That, that's the obligation to your brother. Exactly. It it takes a man to make a man. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you're not dealing with other men. You, you're, you're confused about a lot of things. You're questioning a lot of things. You're not sure about, you know, you're not sure which way you're supposed to be walking because you didn't see nobody walk. Right. And, and you don't have to take, you know, everybody, every brother is not a brother. No. You know what I'm saying? But if you take a little bit, you know, there's brothers from that church that I think they're a little off. But I won't disrespect them because they don't disrespect me. That's their personality. And I accept people in their personality as long as it doesn't affect me. You know, adversely. As long as it don't, you know, there, there's a brother. Well, see, who, I think every brother is a brother. You know the problem with that? You know what? I, I feel why you said that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> you think about that golden rule. Treat others the way it's, you want to be treated. treated. Yeah. So with that, I'm, I'm still going to be your brother. 
even though I know you're not a brother to me, now there's some stipulations with this relationship <laughs> now. No. I know I know I'm not gonna loan you no money because I know you're not gonna give it back. So well, I, I, can, I, I, I would you give some you work. I give you some money. I give you money back, but I would never borrow money from you. So, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, exactly. I do know what you mean. With people like that, you gotta well earn it. One thing I feel like uh, it, I think when women are raising boys and when when with this new age of raising men, it's okay for. I made a joke that at ten. He should start asking for stuff. At 10, he should start, that's when you start molding his mind. Right. Don't ask me for what can I do for it. Right. I wash your car. I sweep your floor. That's how I was raised. Yeah. That's how But I was. now, they can get bad grades in school. Yep. And you still give them some, some Jordans or yeah. PS4 or PS5 yeah. or, or a new iPhone and stuff like that. I taught in New York City in schools and saw... Doctors' children, um, lawyers' children, who was dumb as a brick, dumb as a brick, because all they had to do was be that child, and their parents just gave them whatever they needed. They didn't even think that I got my son needs to learn how to read. This was a doctor's child and a lawyer's child who didn't know how to read, and I could not fathom that. I could not understand how you was a parent who are who was successful. But you, you neglected to, to make your child have the same success. Because I used to, he used to say to me, my mother owns like five different houses and stuff like that. So when, when she's gone, all I'm going to do is I, I'm going to always get paid. And I said to him, you're not going to last long with that money because you don't know how to handle it. You were never taught. Because at this time in your life, all you know is I'm going to have it. But you know what they do for kids like that? They set them up a trust so they can't blow it. Who does that? Black people don't do that. No, no, black, black, not black people. <laughs> we, we don't What's do that. We don't. We, right. <laughs> we don't, don't do that. You. Hell, we even, we don't even get in life insurance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which yes. I think that trend is changing. At least I hope it's changing for a lot of young people. Well, we got a lot of scammers out here selling. This is true. Well, do your research. <laughs> do your research. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do your research and find out because there's scammers everywhere. I used to be a scammer, so do your research. You know, we all we're all uh, susceptible to things that could go wrong because if we trust the wrong people, that's why we don't have trust funds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so what do you think the solution is? Well, if there is a solution, so to speak, for the handshake and the word, how do we restore that? I don't think it can be. I truthfully don't think it can be because. Um, with that handshake and that look in the eye, it's a respect factor. And we've lost a lot of self-respect. We've lost a lot of respect for others, all for material things. You know, so I don't I don't know if the handshake you know, remember we used to have we used to have the funky handshakes. Yeah. You know, that meant a lot. You know what I mean? I just shook hands with your signature. You know, it took like five <laughs> seconds just to get a, a handshake in. You know what I mean? Now it's Slap, 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 slap. You know, it's not a real handshake. I don't, I don't think handshaking will ever come back to what it once was. I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm me, one but of them false hope people. You want them false hope? People? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got hope that something. Then, can you be tell done. me what the solution would should be then? The restoration of men back in our communities. Man. How? How? I know it's going to be rough, especially with one of the things you mentioned is what I'm scared is going to happen. The, the, the. Now it's going to be a, a, a ramp up 
of the replacement of the black man. We they they've always rather gave given um, women positions sure. that they should be giving us. Sure, because um, you got to take the power away from the man. That, oh, that's yeah. the strongest entity, and that's that's why they do it. And they they've been doing it since slavery, where you take the biggest, strongest man and you beat the hell out of them in front of everybody else. You know what pisses me off every time I hear somebody play that that Malcolm X edit that excerpt. <laughs> Which one? The one with uh, the most. The most uh, disrespected, the most unprotected, and he was talking about the black woman. I was like, I don't see that many black women hanging from trees. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. I didn't see them out there. You know what well, I mean? Well, you know they were persecuted in other ways, rape. Yeah. You know, taking the children. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not it, was, it wasn't right. It wasn't as blatant as what they did to a black man. Now, hell, black women are getting killed by the police just like black men are. You a know couple. what I mean? Well, a couple one is too many. One, one, any, one any is too number, many. Any number is too many. You know what I mean? But I, I understand what you're saying about you know, um, stat wise, it's so it's absolutely. always been overwhelmingly, and and it's not that's not going to change as long as these laws that we had that this country has is geared for that. When you can murder somebody in plain sight and not be charged with it, and what happened was it was a. One of the one of the uh, things that Malcolm always said that people used to hate was, uh, and they suspended him from the Nation of Islam, is the chicken has come home to roost, and that's what happened Wednesday at the Capitol. The chickens have come home to roost, and I don't get sad. In fact, I get glad <laughs> <laughs> because nice. because now you see how y'all are yeah. when when they made when they kept making the statement that this is not how our country is. Yes, it is. Uh. Yes, it is. This is not what democracy is all about. Yes, it is. They were non-threatening. Non-threatening? <laughs> you mean by tearing up the buildings and coming in with guns and, and, and looking for the vice president, who's the, the, the second man behind um, the president that you're following? Mm-hmm. You were looking for him because you felt he betrayed this devil. So, yeah, that's how this country is. It just so happens that the chickens came home to roost. They showed their true colors. To themselves, and now they don't. They, now they're embarrassed and they're appalled, and oh, it's only a certain a certain group of people. Well, those certain group of people were created by you. They're your people. Yeah, they're your people. So, and when that happens, what you gonna do with it? <laughs> right. I bet you uh, they 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 only gonna arrest. It was over two hundred people there. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they only going to arrest probably about three. The one, no, no. They, they, arre- they at least arrested, I think, about six or seven now. The ones that they were have. so, yeah, the ones that were so blatant that took their pictures because <laughs> we live in a world See of modern day. <laughs> just, get, just walk right up to the microphone. My name is Sarah uh, Sarah McGartney. <laughs> I live in South Carolina. I teach at uh, this school. So, yeah, they, they gonna, I mean, if they... It, they have to do that because it's going to prove what black people have been saying all along about the, the justice system. You know, so now you're going to let your own people get away with the same uh, with the uh, same atrocities that you accuse black people of doing when we were uh, protesting and they started riots. Those people that were they protesting, were ready for us. right? They were ready, right? They had the, the tanks was ready. But you didn't even know what to do with your own people. Uh, they let them in the gate. They opened the gate and walked away. I seen that clip. Yeah, me too. So now you going after those police officers too? Are you going to go after them too? That's part of their defense. 
did they break in or were they let in? True. That because a lawyer that, can work with that. Sure, that's how the system works. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the system works. And they works. know how to use it. You let us in. So yeah, again, that's the way society is, and you know, like you said, you know, we don't try. We have to learn not to try to beat the system, but to use it to our advantage. We have to learn those laws and use the same laws to our advantage. It, it, the the scales of justice is definitely tilted, but if we got we got to find a way to to fight and use their own loopholes. You know, there, there's times when they do, but they use it for drug dealers and they use it for murderers and, and rapists and stuff like that. You know, but we have to find a way. And again, um, I'm glad I'm 64 years old. I'm glad I've seen all the things I've seen. Like I said, this was this past year was the most afraid I've ever been in my lifetime as a black man. And I never was afraid as a black man before. 60, 60s, 70s. I was never this afraid that if I go to the daggone store, there's a possibility, not of you killing me, but a police officer killing me. And I was a teacher. I was in law enforcement. I had my own restaurant. You're not going to know that about me unless something happens to me. And then they're not going to bring up the fact that I was a veteran. They're not gonna bring that. They're gonna bring that up. They're gonna bring up the, that I was a veteran and I got. Uh, it depends on what, what I had. I an Article Fifteen for uh, smoking hash in in England or something like that. That's what you're gonna bring up. Depends on the crime. You know what I mean? If if they well, not even the crime. Depends on what situation they get you in. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if they shoot you in the store, they gonna say, "Well, they shot him because." He's a trained military assassin. <laughs> he did this many years in the military. Of course, when I ran his name, I was going to shoot him. I don't know what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's that's how they flip it. Yeah. yeah. Like, why that's why I don't have skeletons in my closet. <laughs> See, that, that's why I don't keep skeletons in my closet. So you, you'll know. You know who I am. Again, I'm not afraid to tell you who I am. If you don't like me, then don't like me. I don't care. If you like me, then like me. But like me for who I am, not who you think I am. Like me for, for for who I am, not what I do. You understand? Or what title I hold. Right now, my title is house husband. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and shoot, sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. But that's my title right now. So, I, again, I'm not of, worried about how guys, many people like me. I'm not. A lot of guys can use that type of... Uh uh, thinking because right now, they're, 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 the portrayal of the black male is is is, if I say portrayal, like a portrait, is being painted by, by everybody but black men. Yeah. By politics, by the poli- police, by women. Yeah. By women, uh, it's nothing more sad to me than a man that's led by a woman. He doesn't know who he is. <laughs> and how many of those people do we know? Oh, a majority of them is what we see in pants right now. Yeah, how many of those people do we know? Yes, and, sir. And, and to me, that contributes to just just the, the meaning behind the handshake. If you're if if you don't have strong character, if you don't have pride in in, in what you say and who you are then you're not going to care about res- something like respect. Right. That doesn't mean anything to you. Right. But, but you know, just encouraging y'all brothers, y'all listeners, if you can, just have this conversation on your own. Like, the word of a man. 
that that should still mean something. I shouldn't I shouldn't have to call you. You know what I mean? If you borrow money from me and you can't pay me on the day that you said, you should call me right. and let me know that you don't have it. Right. If you say that you're going to be somewhere at 9 o'clock, you should be there at 8.50. I am. You know what I mean? I'd rather be an hour early than five minutes late. Right. And that's the way I was raised. And on time is always late. That's how I was raised. If you had, <laughs> if you there supposed to be there at 9 and you get there at 9, you late. Uh-huh. You late. That's the way I was raised. <laughs> and my wife hates it, but <laughs> my wife hates it. Some of my kids hate it. But my kids now, as as adults, understand it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They understand that punctuality doesn't mean be on, on that time. Punctuality means, because if you show that you can be early, that means you really want it. But if you just go there when the time is set for you to be there, like a job, you know, you got to punch in at 8 o'clock. So you get there at 7.59. And you sit there and you wait for the clock. And when it hit 8, then you punch in. So you didn't really want it. But if you get there 7.45, 7.30, you, that's something that you want. Because it takes dedication, determination, and discipline. Those are another three ones you can write down. <laughs> I'm writing them down in my head. Dedication, determination, and discipline. Those are the three focal points that, as men, we should have. Dedication, determination, and discipline. Let nothing deter you from it. If nothing. that's what you want, when you want some ass, the dedication and determination you helps you get there. You want some rims, you want some Jordans, the you'll dedication stand in line. And the de- right. But when it comes to getting uh, getting down there for that, that application to go to school, uh, you know what I mean, change your career, you, you'll get to it. Yeah. No, you, you need that same tenacity when it comes to things that you really need to get to. That next level, right. or get there, so to speak, in your life. Because you when you wanted, when you wanted to be the best ball player, your dedication, determination, and discipline help you stay out there and shoot a hundred shots in the gym. But you have to question you know, when, it. They don't do that no more. Well, that was, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 wanna, I don't want. I'm gonna not have false hope on that thing because I believe it's still. There's still some people out there that puts in that time and puts the, in that the work. A handful of superstars, but well, you know, back in the day, well, we got some. We got some. Day. Yeah, well, we got some young people now that I see because we don't we don't uh, show the young people that are doing good and growing and, and doing something. We show all the bad ones. Yeah, and one thing I don't want to do on the show is knock another brother anywhere. Yeah, um, I'm I'm for y'all. I'm for y'all. For everybody listening, I'm for you. I'm for you. I think we can do a lot of things better. Things that that things that are important to a man. You know, we went over a lot of that today. You know, the things right. that family, sense of self, sense of community, yeah. all the things. And you should. I don't care if you flip burgers at Crystals. Right. Right. Take pride in what you do. Right. Flip that burger better than anybody else right. in the building. Because what you do is not what is not what defines you. Mm-hmm. And if you let what you do define you again, go back in the house and look in the mirror. What you and and how you do something <laughs> reflects right who like you, you are. Like you said, I remember I remember being young and everybody talked bad about the garbage man, but you know what I found out the garbage man made a lot of money, and he had a purpose. He got out there every single day to pick up other people's trash, you know. So and again, my father said, if you're gonna be a garbage man, be just be the best garbage man that you know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized how much money garbage men would make. Or schools custodians. When I was young, custodian was like a uh, janitor. When I got into the into the um, 
educational system, I realized they were making more money than teachers. My grandmother was a janitor for over 30 years. They were making more money than teachers. Yeah. Now, that's that's another subject we can broach at another time, but I think <laughs> teachers should be the highest paid um, paid people in the country. Teachers. Educators. Yeah. Not teachers. Educators. Okay? Because you can teach a dog tricks. You educate a man or a woman to learn and grow. You know, you... You, you educate them because all these people that have power had an educator in their lives. Yeah. You know, it helped that shaped your mind to, to want to find something better or something different and stuff like that. A teacher says, stand up, go get in line, go get that tray, put the food on your tray, come back and sit down. That's what they teach. Educator will say, okay, you see that garden over there? If you want to eat, I need you to, to make sure that garden stays healthy and grows and stuff like that so you can eat. That's what an educator does. You know, an educator says, this is the information. And again, when I was young, they say, Abraham Lincoln, Christopher Columbus, Harriet Tubman was the only people we could learn about, and, and George Washington. Well, I challenged them back then. I got suspended a lot in school. You know, but I challenged them back then. So if you teach me that Christopher Columbus discovered America, and I'm going like, how is that possible when there were people already here? A he genius, didn't discover it. A genius asks questions. If a genius can do it, who are you? So, so the found and, and that goes into the foundation of a man. Like what, what, what would you say are necessary components to the foundation of a man? Respect, loyalty, honesty. Let's see. Those would be the three: respect, honesty, and loyalty, um, and character, mm-hmm. and All good character, character. Yeah. good character, not just characters. Yeah. Good character. Yeah, don't be a character. Right. I used to be those <laughs> too. <laughs> don't be a character. You know, I think those are the foundations. Again, you know, I got three sons, and one of them gave me hell. Gave me hell because he wanted to be in the streets. And I told him, you're not a street kid. You're a skirt kid. What's a skirt kid? Hiding under your mother's skirt. (laughs) That's a skirt kid. But every time you do something, you run to your mommy and you grab hold of her skirt and say, mommy, mommy, help me, help me, help me. That's that's what I used to tell him. You ain't a street kid. You're a skirt kid because a street kid don't run to his mommy every time he do something something foolish. You know? To me, that's pretty much what most a majority of the streets is right now. It's like a, a bunch of skirt kids. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of skirt kids and yeah. suburban kids trying to act out what they seen on the movie. Yeah. I got a brother, uh, uh, another brother who I met who, um, he's an electrician by trade. And he said his son wants to be a drug dealer. It's the, you know, like he has a foundation here. Listen, this business. He said, I make good money, but you want to walk around with $10,000 in your pocket so everybody can see you got $10,000 in your pocket. Now, drug dealing is a profession, okay? There's a need, there's a want. Supply and demand. And so, uh, (laughs) again, the only reason why I knock it is because you're hurting your own people. However, I understand because, you know what? Where we getting the drugs from? We ain't got no deal. (laughs) But if there's no sense of community, there's no sense of your people. That's true. They don't look like, they, they not your people, they're clients. Yeah. They're a potential money maker. That's that's all you see when you look at me. 
somebody that's willing to buy your product, you don't see that this is you gonna you gonna destroy a family. No. You're contributing to that. Right. It's it's not your choice for them, but you're supplying something that that does that. And if you have a sense of self, sense of and what I was gonna add to your list was spirituality. Yeah. That's that's important because with that you have a sense of 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 how I treat other people. How do I add to my neighborhood, my community, right. this world. Right. And I'm not going to leave this world. I heard Bill, and to and to clear, to, to, to big up my dog, my homie, Mr. William H. Cosby, one more time. <laughs> Whenever I get an opportunity. I seen this dude, he was on a documentary, and when he looked in his camera and said, I refuse to die and leave the, uh, our, my people the way that they are right now, leave this world in shambles, leave this community in shambles, leave our, our our injustices left unsaid, untalked about. I refuse to die. When he looked in the camera and said, I believed him. That's It's hard for me to digest that all of our leaders, look what they just tried to do to Malcolm X. This man dead. Mm-hmm. They just tried to call him gay for the last <laughs> five, ten years. They've been trying to call him gay. Malcolm uh, Martin Luther King, he cheated on Coretta. You know what I mean? They they always trying to find of something. Of course, of course. And and they don't they don't have to say all they have to do is put out the information, and we'll destroy ourselves. Well, again, look at look at the information the man put out. He said they stole the election. He said they stole the election, even though he tried to convince other uh, other pol- political people to just give him votes. Because he lost, and he couldn't take that. So he need 8,000 more. (laughs) (laughs) You can swing that, can't you? You got them in your pocket. And they stole the election. So in other words, I don't give a damn about what the other 100 million people who who chose this avenue, this this thing that you call the constitutional right, I don't care what that says because it's me. Look, at it's me, Satan Trump. What's wrong with y'all? The most so. dis- detrimental uh, articles in this country, to me, have always been the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yes, sir. If, if you want me to get out there and vote, get rid of them. Let's let's revise those yeah. things. Yeah. And now I consider it. Yeah. I consider it. I'm not getting in no line that still support those two articles. And I, I seen the little reforms that they do and yeah, the, the amendments civil, the that civil, they pass. The civil rights bill. They the wanna, civil rights bill. And right. then what Kanye, uh, not Kanye, what Jay-Z and Meek Mill just got in the laws in this uh, in Detroit. I think it was in Detroit they got a law passed to, uh, to shorten the sentences on probation and certain crimes. That's good. That's a pacifying law. Mm-hmm. The problem is the law right. that gets them arrested. That's the problem. We don't need to have an amendment to how that's that's saying. Oh, instead of five swats, give them three. <laughs> Let's give them three, and they'll like that. That's how we get them on board. Yeah. We'll win them over with that. Yeah, let, let's let, let's let, continue let, giving their women jobs yeah. and and education. They give them all that. If you own food stamps, welfare, any form of assistance, they give them all the education in the world. But to stop me from being educated, arrest me one time, financial aid won't approve me for nothing. Yeah. And there's no programs that I know of set up to, to combat that. Now, if a woman 
a black woman has those same paths, if not worse. They got all kinds of right. little programs to help them get their record right. expunged so that they can get financial which, which aid. Is, which is something we definitely need. Uh, and the black man needs some kind of advocate for something like that. Because like you said, if you go to prison, you come out of prison, let's say, because it says you did your time. You paid your debt to society. You've never paid your debt to society because you can't own a home. You can't get a driver's license. You can't vote. You can't uh, uh, get a decent job. So you're always paying your debt to society. You just paid your debt in a in a, a new in the plantation. So you served in the plantation, mm-hmm. and but your debt to society never gets paid. And that's what we need now. There's a whole lot of prison reforms, and there's a whole lot of programs to help. Um, People that come out of prison so they can do something. If you got a friend involved in that program, every time I see one of them stories, it's always <laughs> like like the girl, the basketball player. Right, Candace she, Parker. She married the dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> he had a rich girlfriend. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, he got out. Well, what about his cellmates? They got more time than him. And they, he wasn't even in the vicinity of the crime. <laughs> we can't we can't help everybody, bro. Come on, bro. You want us to help everybody? Come those on. Those are the only we, reasons we gonna, those We're only help work. the high profile ones. So we can make this sensationalized story. Now, I'm mm. not taking nothing away from Candace Parker. Was she cuz oh, she was with this she got she, him out. Right. She was she was with this from day one. She gave up her career. To fight for this man and his rights. Now, and now I, we see why. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to knock off uh, people who do that. You know, we just need more of it. Yeah. We just need more of it. We do it for somebody else. Don't just you do know, it for him. We've heard know, nothing else about their organization after he's been released. We just, we just need more of it. And, and we need mentorship programs for not only young men, but older men, too. We need mentorship programs for older brothers, too. Yeah. You know, because... Cause iron sharp and iron. We, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we in church to hear that. We read that to ourselves, didn't you? Yeah. I might have heard it too somewhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Iron does sharpen iron. And that mm-hmm. that's what we have to do. And if, you know, you and I can have this forum every day, all day. I hope we have listeners, and I hope some of them are going to respond to it. But this is, this is what we need to do. We need to have these forums and have more people listening. And again, you can have a different opinion than what we had, what we said. You know... The, the and not just listen to the debate it right yeah we we, we got to stop doing that we've been doing that in in my mind i think since the early 90s when oh. we stopped ran being well well we were still more organized before then it's like in the 90s it kind of took a spin and it just became only conversation right we right. were doing nothing but talking right this is how you take this conversation and then you go, you 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 give this conversation to somebody. You have this conversation with somebody else, but you you apply it to your life. Right. It's right. just like anything else. If you profess to know God, you apply that to your life. You should. Right. So if you believe passionately about the about about the the, the restoration of the black males in this country, yeah, then you should be participating in that restoration. You shouldn't just be having a conversation about it. What you do next matters. Right. Even if you don't have a conversation with somebody else about it, how you walk into the gas station, how you walk into the store, how you go on your job, how you do your job, how you are with your children, just taking care of your children, that's what America taught you. But it's a difference between taking care of your children and fathering your children. Right. I want to give you some lessons. I want to give you some jewels. I want to drop something on you. So when you get out here, you know how to move. 
You know what I mean? You want to be an educator or a teacher? No. Now that's that. Those are the things. When, when you talking to you, you raising your children, you know, are you a man or you a father or a daddy? You know what I mean? That's a lot of daddies. <laughs> don't take that to me. Daddy's no. squirt, squirt. That's it. <laughs> Damn well. You know, so. That means you, you know, end again, up in the tissue. I, I hope, you know, people who are listening, you don't have to agree with us. You don't have to agree at agree all. with everything I said. But at least have a dialogue. Be mad enough to come to me and have a dialogue about what I said. Yeah. Don't stand in the background. Don't tweet. You know, or all that kind of stuff. And say, oh, he was fully shit. And this was right. He don't know what he's talking about. Come talk to me. Help me understand what that I don't know what I'm talking about. But don't do not do that background noise because, again. I, and if you're really bold enough, we can arrange getting you on the show to have this conversation with us. Right here, live and in person. We can talk about it, brother. Because that's that's the way you have dialogue. And that's the way you, you hash out problems. That's the way you do. It, coming together with different minds, different thoughts, and different ideas. You know what I'm saying? We'll never get to a, a conclusion when we got this side speaking, this side speaking, and this side just don't like that side, you know, again, it's about coming together and voicing views and opinions. That was one of the things that Malcolm and Martin realized is that we're after the same thing. We just have different ways of, get, of getting it. Yours is the peaceful way. Mine's is the self-defense way. You know, but we still, so we should be able to. And we later want the on, same thing. Later, huh? We want the same right. thing. But later on in their in their lives, they realize, you know, Malcolm used to knock. Right. I got that picture, too. Mm-hmm. Malcolm used to knock the, the uh, peaceful things, uh, you know, this peaceful way of doing things. And Malcolm used to say, oh, hate only begets hate and all that kind of stuff. But then as, as time went on, Martin realized, Shit, I need a gun because they're about to try to kill me. And Malcolm realized everybody is not hateful. You know what I'm saying? So it, it got to that point, which is why he started a, a different movement from the Nation of Islam. Okay? But people don't know that. Because like you said, they trying to say Malcolm was gay. Well, wow. You need you needed something? I mean, you, you needed something. Not, so what? Uh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover was gay. He wore panties under his stuff. Yeah. So, so, like, so what? Yeah. The, the, so what? The man is gone. Yeah, if you got, if you can only weird. find the bad things about somebody, that's why I say if, if I got killed by the police of... Everybody's going to say all the negative things that came out of my life rather than all the positive things that came out of my life. Because that is going to justify what the means to their end. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't, I don't, a lot of people, I don't, you know, I just tell you the truth. You like me or you don't. I don't need to be liked by everybody. I don't, I don't need to be liked by everybody. When I was younger, I did. That was the foolish part of me. I wanted everybody to like me and da da da. When I got older, I was like, shit, everybody ain't going to like me. Hell, they hated Jesus, and that's what they 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 want to be liked, admired, right? And and, and you know what I mean. They, I want to be admired for my character. I want to be admired for my character. You don't have to like me. You don't have to agree with me, but I want to be admired for my character. You know, and my character is what's more important to me than anything else. You know, I can write my own obituary. I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need to pay the, the pastor three hundred dollars to use his church. So, and I don't want to be buried in church. I don't. I don't want all. I don't even want a big funeral. I want you to. I'm a military man. I want you to take my body, put it in ashes, and take it and put it somewhere. I don't want you. I don't want my wife to take the urn and put it on a mantel place. Nah, I'll take the ashes and spread them around somewhere because you ain't got to pay five thousand dollars to put me in the dirt. Where the, the where the box costs five thousand dollars and it stay there. I had this discussion with my my family about burying our parents. Like I don't go to the cemetery 
to look at the ground and talk to the bones in the ground. When I want to talk to my parents now, I look up. Now, Dane, up there, oh, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to dirt to look down on my parents or anybody I love that passed away and talk to this spot, this stone. There's no way in the world I'm doing that. If I, when I say, yo, Pops, man, I wish you were dead. Damn, man, I wish you would have taught me so-and-so. You would have taught me, yo, Moms, I missed you. You was a pain in the ass sometimes. But I'm not looking down to talk to my loved ones. Where's the respect in that? I didn't look down while you were alive. Yeah. Where's yeah. the respect in that? But again, we, we can go on a tangent yeah. forever, yeah. you know, about certain things. And again, you know, I hope people heard heard what I had to say or heard what we had to say, and we'll have a dialogue. Okay. Again, you want to you shout know, out your uh, your your social media handle? <laughs> it's it's eman fifty seven. Eric the Man, 1957. There you go. (laughs) And, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. This concludes our episode. I'm trying to sound professional now. Concludes. (laughs) I just learned that word. But uh, this has been cut different. And, as always, you could have been anywhere in the world. But you chose to spend some time with your boy today. And I appreciate it. I truly do. Uh, You can catch us on... Spotify, Apple Music, all major platforms you can catch us on. Like, follow, subscribe, comment. I want to hear hear what you got to say about today's episode and any episode. Again, peace out. Audi 5000, ain't that what they say now? Oh, um, I'm am I old? old? No, no, I, they don't say Audi 5000 no, no I say more. Bye. I just say bye. <laughs> Later. On that note, bye. <laughs> cool. So how, how can I listen to this?